listen to another edition of From the Field to the Fans. I'm your host, Otis McGraw, and with me, as always, sports editor Keeson Ramirez. I guess, uh, first show of 2015, huh? We're late, but hey, how are you doing in 2015? <laughs> Pretty good year. Yeah. Hopefully. Uh, hopefully for, for the men's basketball team, four-game losing streak right now in the new year. Not exactly uh, what they want to be happening for them right now, but that's okay. I think Casper will write the ship and, and figure out everything there. But before we get to the men's, of course, ladies first, let's talk about the women's basketball team. Currently on a three-game winning streak, uh, beating rival UT Arlington 60-53, uh, Georgia Southern 67-57, and Appalachian State Saturday 67-58. Uh, Bobcats uh, currently sit third in the Sun Belt Conference, competing for that conference championship like Coach Antoine wants them. Uh, my man Q here has a, a special young lady he wants to brag about. Um, and here, take it, take it away. Taylor Deer, she freshman guard. I mean, she's a terrific player on both sides of the court. She's kind of coming into her own as a player. I mean, you look at the stats, her last four games, she scored 54 points in her last 68 minutes with a 46% field goal percentage. She is kind of realizing the player that she can be. And again, she is just a freshman. So really, she, the sky's the limit. Uh, Coach Zander Antoine with some injuries and with some rotations, she's finally entrusted Taylor Deer with more part of the offense. And you see her really like in a play against Appalachian State, Taylor Deer in transition, crossover to her left hand, lefty, uh, lefty hook it, uh, on the run contested and it was one of those plays that you don't see very often in the women's game and she's just started and there's still time for her to you know find her own and coach Zed said that after the game that she realized that once she started playing defense she's starting to put her against the better uh the best uh, offensive player on the team and that's really starting to be her role and she's kind of she's kind of felt uh found success there no. success there it's all good success is a hard word it's even harder to spell it's for a some big people. word like three syllables something <laughs> like that I, I mean I'm, i can only do two or less <laughs> oh yeah i gotta say bob taylor dear h-town she's from houston so i love it i love it i'm from houston too and i keep telling everybody around here that's where all the ballers rise is houston texas but she is playing very well had a very uh, good game against um appalachian state you write off those numbers i wonder what her purr is Oh man, probably in the hundreds. Probably. That's how good she is. Sky's the limit. Think better is better than Jordan. Almost, I think it's almost Clay Thompson level. If, Clay we're, if we're looking at that, if we're looking at thirty-seven yeah, points dirty. in third it's quarter. Dirty. Oh, Clay Thompson, high honor for Taylor Deer. Played a very. Um, game against Appalachian State, and it's no coincidence that the Bobcats are doing very well with a freshman like Taylor Deer stepping up and, and, and doing what she's doing. Another person that I think needs a special shout-out is Erica May. Five points, ten rebounds, two steals, first career start um, against Appalachian State Saturday. She can play, and defensively is where Coach Antoine loves Erica May. She's willing to play defense, do the dirty work, and right now, you know, earlier in the season, we talked about this before the season started, that Jacqueline Jeffcoat was kind of the woman that needed to step up well I think because Cozy has found her woman in Erica May that's really stepped into that role and is starting to get more comfortable and is starting to do the things that she wants her to do and she even alluded to um that you know she's going to throw Erica May and Taylor Deer both freshmen into the fire when they play uh Louisiana Lafayette going to be a chippy game it's going to be very physical they're both teams that go after it it's a fun little rivalry there that's kind of brewing between Lafayette and Texas State on the women's side of things but Erica May is another uh young lady that you know many need to look at out for as soon as she, as she keeps developing her game to be a key uh, key element for the Bobcats moving forward. 
And then Kalia Mays, I mean, <laughs> you look at the team. I covered this team last year. Ashley Eze left the team. I was like, oh, no, they're not going to have that post presence yeah. that they had last year. That's going to be hurting their team because that inside-out thing that they like to maintain without Ashley Eze is not going to happen. Well, Kalia Mays has supported that and then some. Um, she's been getting double-double. She had a double-double in her last game. You see her in the post doing, like, back spins against the, the opponent and making shots, and she's, like, looking comfortable. And I did not expect her to be that good that quickly, and she's already there. And this team has, you know, put her 30 minutes and trust in her, and she is really the force that they, they always needed now they have. Yeah, sure. and I completely agree with you. And I think when we were watching the game on Saturday, I came over to you and I said, she kind of reminds me of Bill Lambeer, Rick Mahorn. Just a little, like, yeah. little post there, yeah. And uh, she's got a nasty Spin. streak to her, too. You know, Kalia Bays isn't one to, you know, be very nice on the and court. And you need that. You yeah. need that. At least one person. You need that guy, like the Steven Jackson of the Spurs, yeah, to right. be that force. <laughs> you just you, you had to just bring in a Spurs mention, <laughs> yeah. didn't you? Oh, Once a podcast. Whatever. We'll, we'll let it slide. But Kalia Mays, though, really, Bill Lambeer, you know, Rick Mahorn, and me, kind of the best. Bad girl image. She's very chip on her show. And I think Coach Antoine loves that about a post presence in her. Um, you know, 16 points, 10 rebounds um, against Appalachian State on Saturday. She's doing what she needs to do as that big presence down low for the for the um, women's basketball team. And I love the way she plays. I love the nasty streak. Um, so Kalia Mays, again, too, kind of kind of the person doing the dirty work. You always need that person cleaning up everything and the post moves. I agree with you there. Um, I wish the referees would call it a little fair for her sometimes, too. I'm not wearing my pom-poms for Texas State or anything like that. But, you know, I think there's some of those – some of the Appalachian State players on Saturday, you want to talk about flopping a little bit, you know. And she had some she had some charges, didn't go her way. But, you know, that's just part of the game. So, uh, Texas State women's basketball playing very, very well right now um, with the three-game winning streak. And though they don't look at it, I've seen them play, and I'm like, okay, I feel like they can get better. And then you look at the conference standings and they're third. Yeah. And Coach Z – before the season said, we're looking for that championship. And you can spin that positively like, hey, they're third already, and they haven't been as good as they can be or might be. So I look at their team, already third. They still haven't beat UALR. They still haven't beat those teams that are up there. But the fact that they're already in the thick of it and they have had their injuries, Caitlin Wall has been out for the year. Arrow Anderson and Megan Breyer have been kind of a little inconsistent, and they're still there. So, I mean, there's, there's some, you can spin that positively in, in, many, in many facets for sure. Yeah, a team that's looking for things to spin positively for them, the men's basketball team. Things not going well for them, currently on a four-game losing streak. And we'll talk about that and more when we come back from this quick break. The Texas State men's basketball team was defeated by Appalachian State Saturday evening with the final score of 64-58. to You know, I'm frustrated right now. I, I'm at a loss to explain our offense, our dismal performance in our offense. I've not had a team go through a slump this bad, I think, in my history as a head coach. The Bobcats have lost four games in a row and are now eight out of 11 teams in the Sunbelt Conference. Texas State is shooting 37.7% in 10 conference games, which is last in the conference. We gotta do a better job putting the ball in the basket on offense. Uh, I think we're just going through a little uh, a rough patch. Um, we need to figure it out, but I think we'll, I'm confident that we'll the Bobcats' next game will be Saturday, January 31st against the Louisiana Raging Cajuns at Strand Coliseum. And we're back. 
a, uh, what you just saw there was kind of a recap video of what happened Saturday against Appalachian State with the men's basketball team there. Clearly, Casper did not look happy, really frustrated. One of the things that I thought that was a little bit more funny um, in the press conference was just kind of him leaning back, arms folded, and him just saying he has no words for what happened to the offense that, that he's trying to create here at Texas State. Four-game losing streak. Or lack thereof. Or, or lack thereof. <laughs> yeah, a four-game losing streak. Uh, they lost to Arkansas State in overtime, 78-73, um, losing to uh, Arlington, 66-55. Then you come lose to Georgia Southern, 45-43, to and let's not even talk about even trying to watch that game. And then Appalachian State, 64-58, which I thought they stayed pretty competitive in for most of the time. But, man, they have struggled. They're now eighth in the Sun Belt Conference. That's the last spot for you to get into the postseason tournament. And right now, I think the players, I think Casper, I think the assistant coaches, I think the ball boys are trying to figure out what happened to the offense in this last four games. Much like the the New England Patriots football, I f- footballs, I feel like this team is deflated. <laughs> I feel like this team has lost their edge that they had in the beginning of the year when they're beating Georgia State in triple overtime and they're playing those games down to the wire. DJ Brown is sinking game-winning shots and everyone's you know getting that confidence and now they just hit a wall that coach Casper called the biggest shooting slump he's ever seen in his coaching career and that spans 20 plus years so he's seen a lot and this team just cannot put the ball in the basket as Amani Gant said uh Casper called a dismal offensive performance it's probably even worse that's putting it lightly um out of 351 teams in division one they're 319th in adjusted scoring offense this team just they just they, for them to win games and he said if they're not, if they're going to win games they either play a lot better on offense or a little better on defense and that's not happening yeah and and you know they're just trying to get their swagger back that's just what it is i mean earlier in the season you kind of saw the you know, it's all nice when you're winning basketball just, games, but a lot of those guys kind of forget, you know, Texas State, you haven't won anything. You know, you're not established. So all this and the, this and, you know, hopping on one leg like DJ Brown was doing earlier. Yeah, it's all nice when you're winning, but when you're losing, you know, now it's kind of like, well, what happened to all of that? So I think that's something that they're really struggling with is trying to get their, their, their mindset back, trying to get that ego back, trying to get their swagger back uh, per se. I mean, you want to talk about some numbers uh, shooting-wise. Against Arkansas State, 34.4% from the field. Georgia Southern, 32.1% from the field. UT Arlington, 29.6% from the field. Um Appalachian State, 36.8% from the field. Against Georgia Southern from the three-point line, they shot 9.1%. I believe they went from 1 for 11. That sounds high. (laughs) 1 for 11, um, you know, from three-point land uh, against Georgia Southern. Free throw shooting hasn't exactly been there, Fred, either. Georgia Southern, they shot 53.3%. Against uh, UT Arlington, they shot 64%. I mean, Shooting-wise, I mean, if no one's guarding them, if they're on the three-point line, if they're inside the inside the three-point line, if they're shooting if a short layup, corner or layups, I mean, they've 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 missed a lot. I think you know, in the press box, there some of our friends are keeping tallies of of how many missed layups and at dunks. least six or seven yeah. in the last game. Yeah. yeah, and I think now if you t- combine the last two games, I think someone was telling me it's like eleven missed layups, two three missed dunks. I mean. The ball is just not going through the hoop. And, you know, one of the guys that I think that if you kind of follow the last four games and you follow this kind of player, I think this is where he is truly the X factor that a lot of people have been talking about, and that's Kaven Tilbury. 
Caven has struggled mightily in the last four games. One field goal made in the last four games. He shot one from six against App State. Against Georgia Southern, he went 0 for 4. Against UT Owington, he went 0 for 4. Against Arkansas State, he went 0 for 8. I mean, in that span, he scored two points. He scored zero points. He scored another two points and another four points. I mean, Caven is struggling. And Caven's one of those guys that, you know, 6'6, six, 6'7 six, six, swing guy. You expect to make the mid range jump shot, the short corner jump shot, even make the occasional three when he's hoping. And right now, the ball is just not finding the bucket for him. And, it, and he's been struggling mightily from the field. He Casper said in his press conference that. Ever since the first half of Louisiana Monroe and they struggled, they haven't been the same team since. And in the last four games, which they've all lost, they've, he's tried four different starting lineups, yeah. four different starting lineups. And that's been – he said that that consistency that he had at FS, SFA where he had to change the lineup once or twice in 30 games has not been here, that inconsistent. He's been saying, I don't know what to do. I'm putting Montalvo out there. I'm putting Weatherspoon. I'm putting Naylor. I'm putting Brown. I'm putting Tilbury. I'm putting Gant, Davis. None of them are finding five guys who can work together as a starting unit. And that inconsistency is what's plaguing this team. And if I have to circle back to any one thing – it's that, that they can't find five guys who can work cohesively and make shots together. Yeah, and I completely agree. I know uh, DJ Brown, ca- kid from California a year, he's really nice, but, you know, he can only do so much. I know Casper's even talked about reducing his minutes because he's been playing so much. Um, you know, that's one of the consistent guys they have. Wes Davis as well. Um, weighs out a week. Uh, he was in the sling against Appalachian State. Um, you know, it's hard for Casper right now trying to find consistency. I mean, you can kind of just tell the frustration, the anger, uh, just trying to see what could possibly work uh, for those guys. And he said that, well, what do you want me to do? Montalvo's taking 11 threes. My, yeah. uh, Imani Gant's taking 10 shots. And he said, he, I'm going to loosen the reins. I'm just going to say, you know what, I have to reevaluate what I'm going to do. And, you know, I'm just going to have to not let these guys shoot what they do. And he said, quote, they, we are not the best shooting team in the world. And for them to win, realistically, they have to be shooting 40 to 45%. Percent, yeah. Right now they're shooting 37 to 35 And he said if you're going to win games and you're going to shoot that way, you need to play great defense. And granted, they're a very, very good defensive team, but the last four games and even before then, they have been good. And that is not the margin of error that you have with this team because, I mean, if you can't make a shot in basketball, I think that's one of the main rules. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to win. It's true. you got to make shots in basketball. You need scores. And that's why you look at Caven, you look at DJ Brown, you look at Ethan Montavo, who's supposed to be a sharpshooter, uh, Victor Bermudez. And I know there's a guy that, you, you know, you think that could carry even more of a load um, being playing for the men's basketball team. Imani Gant, uh, consistently I feel like the, the guy who doesn't, falter i mean he's had his fair share of you know mishaps and but i mean consistently his focal percentage is way better than last year he's carrying a big load he got to the line i think 10 times in the last game and rebounding the ball his defense is a little shaky there but i mean he's he shows effort there and he's the guy who's been the mainstay for me the guy i can see okay if anyone's not faltering it's Imani again if anyone can fall in those footsteps maybe this team can get there but as of right now eighth spot very very on the edge they're they're in a weird spot right now so it's going to be really interesting uh, for the Bobcats and some of these players uh, moving forward. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can leave it at theuniversitystar.com. You'll see our lovely faces in a YouTube video talking men's and women's basketball. Also, later on, we'll be talking about baseball and softball this season, getting to talk to coaches and numerous things. So that's going to be really fun for us as well, especially with baseball, since you love numbers so much. You can really break those down. So that's Don't going to... get me started, those numbers. <laughs> That'll be really great. Uh, also, give us an 
any questions on on Twitter at University Star or at Ustar underscore Sports using the hashtag uh, Field to Fans. You got any final thoughts? Let's just win some games and score some points, please, men's basketball. I mean, that'd be nice. And if if you're gonna lose, let's make it fun. I yeah. mean, these forty five to forty three games, ah, let's not do that anymore. Yeah, and honestly, just win. Just win, yeah. baby. Just like Al Davis said, just win, baby. It was good for Texas State. It was good for us. So that way we don't have to talk negatively about the Bobcats or Texas State and things like that. But for sports editor and my man, Keeson Ramirez, better known as Q, I am your host, Otis Evergall. And like I always say, we'll see you next time. Bye.